This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a former Army financial counselor faces federal charges for allegedly defrauding Gold Star family members. Joint Chief Chairman Mark Milley picks his next senior enlisted advisor. And lawmakers call for changes after a letter carrier dies delivering mail in a recent heat wave. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Monday, July 10th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. A former U.S. Army financial counselor faces federal charges for allegedly defrauding Gold Star family members. The Securities and Exchange Commission is accusing Kaz Craffey of unauthorized trading and recommending excessive trades and higher-risk strategies that did not match customers' investment portfolios. Some of the trading included life insurance and survivor benefits. In one instance, the complaint says Craffey misappropriated $50,000 from the account of a minor whose parent had died on active duty. There's an official new pick to be the U.S. Army's top enlisted service member. Sergeant Major Troy Black will be the next senior enlisted advisor to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Joint Chief Chairman Mark Milley announced the selection on Friday. Black currently serves as the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps, that service's top enlisted position. He'll replace career airman Ramon Colon-Lopez, who served in the senior enlisted advisor role since 2019. A change of responsibility ceremony is scheduled for November. The Army is preparing for a new kind of warfare and needs a technology boost. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. The Army has seen enough from the Ukraine war and is looking for software to prepare it for the future. A new request for information seeks applications that will provide soldiers and leaders with real-time threat forecasting information using cutting-edge technologies. The Army is asking for industry feedback on how they would develop a networked all-domain system that can handle massive data inputs from all sources and process that information using artificial intelligence and machine learning tools. And that software should run on a standard laptop, if possible. Responses to the RFI are due July 20th. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. More than a dozen House lawmakers are calling on the Postal Service to protect its workforce from extreme heat. House Oversight and Accountability Committee ranking member Jamie Raskin is leading lawmakers who are looking for answers after a letter carrier in Texas died while delivering mail in a recent heat wave. Lawmakers are asking Postmaster General Louis DeJoy about USPS possibly allowing employees to start their work days earlier in the day to reduce time spent working in the heat. Lawmakers are also asking USPS about plans to address aging delivery vehicles that don't have air conditioning. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is gaining better visibility into cyber risks on agency systems. Federal News Network's Justin Dumbleday reports. 
55% of civilian agencies now automatically report data into CISA's Continuous Diagnostics and Mitigation System. CISA says it has vastly improved visibility into cyber risks on federal agency networks compared to just a few years ago, and CISA also expects more agencies to begin adopting its shared services. Those include the Mobile Application Vetting Service, the Vulnerability Disclosure Policy Platform, and the Secure Cloud Business Application Service. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. An IRS panel urges the agency to consider alternatives before running its own online tax filing platform. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. An advisory group of tax experts is telling the IRS to better promote an existing program that allows taxpayers to file for free with private tax preparers before it scales up a competing service. The Electronic Tax Administration Advisory Committee finds the IRS doesn't have any budget to market the current free file program to the public. It recommends the IRS start there before scaling up its own in-house direct file system. The IRS estimates the direct file system will cost tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars a year to operate. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. One of the federal government's leading research agencies has a draft plan to make its data and papers even more accessible. The National Institute of Standards and Technology released an updated draft plan for providing public access to results of federally funded research. NIST is seeking public comments on its draft plan, which the Office of Management and Budget and Office of Science and Technology Policy already have reviewed. NIST has had an open access plan since 2015, but this one further meets the goals of the Office of Science and Technology Policy's August 2022 memo, calling for a renewed effort to make federally funded research accessible. Comments on NIST's draft plan are due by August 14th. The head of the Transportation Security Administration says his agency must adapt to rapidly changing transportation technologies and evolving threats. TSA Administrator David Pekoski is setting out 20 strategic objectives for the agency in his latest Administrator's Intent Guidance. Some of the objectives include improving recruitment and hiring processes, developing better security screening technologies, and improving TSA's ability to forecast cybersecurity risks and other emerging threats. A government-backed investment fund that provides money for early-stage technology startups hit a milestone in May by obligating all $15 million of its funds for the year. National Security Innovation Capital, or NSIC, completed investments for the year with the Spaceport Company, a firm that designs platforms for sea-based rocket launches. NSIC, which operates as part of the Defense Innovation Unit, started funding hardware companies three years ago. The fund, which currently has investments in 17 companies, is intended to promote a secure domestic supply of hardware technology. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Monday, July 10th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 